Hey everyone, welcome to Dirty Money, where we share with you stories from the sinister side of finance, and we have a packed show for you today. We're going to talk about the Trump indictment and the supposed financial crimes he may or may not be uh, implicated in. Uh, We then have China and Brazil have reached a pact to or trade deal to ditch the US dollar in their mutual trade. We are going to tell you why that is important. Uh, Then we have Gwyneth Paltrow, who has just been awarded one dollar in a lawsuit about a skiing accident. You're probably thinking, doesn't make any sense at all. We're going to tell you why it makes perfect sense. And also we take a look at Akon City, uh, the supposed real life Wakanda, uh, which is the vision of the R&B singer Akon in his uh, home country of Senegal uh, and tell you why it might be a reality or it might just be an empty dream. So all of that and more on this episode of Dirty Money. Welcome to the show. We have Mike in the studio today. Hey, Ben, how's it going? You going to move to Akon City? Uh, not anytime soon. I think there's a few other uh, fictional places that are higher up the list. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so first story today, um, which we got to cover this first because this is kind of the breaking news. Uh, Trump has finally been indicted after sitting on the edge of our seat for a couple of weeks. Um, he has been indicted on apparently 30 counts of business fraud. Um, and you can pull that CNN article up if you like, Dom. 30 counts of business fraud. However, the uh, it still remains sealed. So we don't actually know exactly what um, this is pertaining to. Uh, it could be the Stormy Daniels hush money payment, perhaps, not sure. Uh, he was supposed to apparently surrender today, um, but the Secret Service have said basically they need to prepare for him to go up to New York. So he's going to surrender uh, sometime next week. Uh, because of Secret Service involvement. Yeah, he's supposed to be arraigned on Tuesday. Uh, and so I'm pretty sure he'll be up there by then. But it's interesting yeah. how everything's sealed right now. You know, 30 sealed indictments. I, I, I mean, are they going to show it live like the OJ trial? That would be awesome. I want to see the arraignment live. Like, everybody should be broadcasting it. I think Trump wants it to be live too. And he's, he's requested that he wants to be in handcuffs. Uh Oh, he's already, he's already thinking of his uh, 2024 campaign videos, you know, Trump in handcuffs and uh, (laughs) the millions in donations he's going to get for that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the martyr of America, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what kind of campaign stunts come out of this. I mean, (laughs) I really, I really don't think he's going to actually end up in jail. And if he does, it'll be, uh, momentarily uh I, I don't th- i don't even think he's going to get convicted of anything to be honest because the uh the fec already said that they didn't want to pursue charges the federal election commission said they didn't want to pursue charges about the whole stormy daniels hush money thing which is what most people seem to think this is about um so he's being charged at the state level uh by a uh da who um desantis pointed out on twitter is a soros funded da who's uh, downgrading a lot of felonies to misdemeanors in New York. I heard on the radio the other day, if, if Trump had assaulted Stormy Daniels, he probably would have only been guilty of a misdemeanor um, because that's what's, you know, a lot of assault convictions are being downgraded in New York City by this DA. Um, but it's what I found was interesting, actually, is that uh, Trump, he, uh, he actually shared a video on Facebook, um, which was his first post on Facebook for like a long time. 
And uh, Dom, you can play that if you want. It's in the dock. And the video is just, I'm back, right? Um, and it's funny because, yeah, go, go ahead and play it. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. It's kind of funny because that's obviously that was the 2016 election when Hillary Clinton didn't didn't um, concede and it, it took a while and he came out at like three or four in the morning and he's like complicated business. But he posted that just before all this circus started happening as his first post on Facebook when he was allowed back on. Um, so in my mind, it's kind of like he knows this is all part of his strategy. He knows he's going to be blasting back into the public eye with this <laughs> indictment thing. So he this is his first. Uh, sort of post in yeah, yeah. three three years or so during his presidency i was waiting for him to tell somebody you're fired you know that that was how i was like is he gonna do it come on you know like that's that's how i knew of him or you know from from music or here and there so it's interesting to see what what really happens and how it all plays out i'm curious to see you know I, I'm sure he does some very crafty work on his taxes as any billionaire does. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, the goal in life, if you're trying to make money is to keep as much as you can as well. So, well, like you know. he said in the debate, that makes him smart. You know, when Hillary Clinton said he pays no tax, he said, that makes me smart. Um, which I think everyone's trying to minimize legally minimize their taxes. Yeah. Um, that's the key Absolutely. point legally. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that, that's that's the whole point is, you know, pay less, get more. You know, that that's that's pretty much the operation of business 101. You know, minimize costs, uh, increase revenue and make more money. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to see what this is about, um, what these charges are next week. Um, so I'm going to be kind of uh, glued to this, uh, glued to the news cycle, checking out what's actually going to happen. So. Yeah. Taking all bets that he doesn't go to jail. I, I bet he will not go to jail. No. <laughs> yeah. Guys, leave your comments. What do you think that this is all about? Do you think Trump's going to go to jail or do you think he's going to get off uh, Scott three? Uh, just like every time they've tried to, you know, uh, impeach him or whatever, it's always failed. So it, yeah, it, leave your comments. Below. It's interesting too, because if they're actually going to indict him, and he's gonna he's gonna fully get charged. Like no sitting president, uh, prior president has ever been criminally charged with anything. And you know, That's in true. law in law cases, it really sets precedence when previous cases are 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 presented and created. Um, you know, half of the law books that you learn in law school, they're citing previous cases. You know, so constantly you hear like about uh, about different cases when when you're dealing with different topics in the news cycle and so they're always going to go back and look at that so it's interesting what what this really opens up for for our politicians and it's similar to his taxes too because the supreme court ruled that his taxes could be uh you know his tax returns could be um was it subpoenaed or, or whatever you know by the house uh committee and uh, now, because of that ruling, potentially other politicians' taxes can be uh, released as well. So it's set a precedent, kind of similar thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we'll see what, he, what, what if that we can figure out anything about China going uh, with him. Because you know, I, I remember at the end of his at the end of uh, his presidency, he was talking about you know the China virus. 
which was always very interesting to me how he presented it. You know, so I'm curious to see if he's going to continue on that same pattern through his campaign that's coming up. Uh, oh, I see. Before. Yeah. You know, is he going to still live by that? Because, you know, right now China has been kind of uh, hitting us on different fronts for yep. for finances and financially and all the above. Well, that leads us really nicely into our next uh, segment of the show, actually, uh, which is China and Brazil. Uh, they've reached a deal to use their own currencies in trade, um, not the U.S. dollar. So this deal was announced on Wednesday. And uh, basically, China is Brazil's biggest trading partner. Uh, they have $150 billion worth of bilateral trade. Um, that's figures according to last year's figures. Um, and China actually overtook the USA as Brazil's biggest trading partner in 2009. Um, and that was a big role in that was Brazil's exports to China, because actually it's it's funny, a lot of countries import from China, but Brazil actually exports a lot to China. You've got iron ore and uh, food are two of the biggest exports. About one third of Brazil's exports actually go to China. Um, I remember back in uh, 2012, Brazil overtook my former country, the UK, in GDP, uh, becoming the sixth biggest economy. It did drop back down later, um, but it was actually all through their trade that they've done with China. So, um, and China apparently already has a, a similar deal with Russia and with Pakistan where they use their own currency in trade. So, Mike, what do you think this, yeah, there we go. We got the, the Brazil overtaking the UK economy. What do you think, Mike, this is going to do to the US dollar? I mean, there's there's a lot of things that can happen. I mean, Brazil buys a lot of our treasury bonds too. You know, I think uh, for a long time there, uh, towards the uh, I, I don't know if it, I think it was the end of the Obama administration, Brazil was the number one purchaser of our treasury bonds. Um, so it's interesting to really think about. I know that it's not good for the dollar. That's for sure. And the other the other thing is, is that China really wants to make the yuan the reserve currency of the world. That's their goal. That's why they're keeping the push this and to do this. They, they were talking to Saudi Arabia recently about doing oil trading and getting OPEC uh, over to the dollar. And this is going to be a very, very interesting if oil gets traded with yuan, uh, we're going to see some some the value of the dollar drop. There's no question about it. Um, and, but we also know that China likes to fix their currency, you know, eight yuan to five yuan has always been the, the amount of money you get for a dollar. They let it trade within a very narrow band. That's yeah, it's kind of fixed. So, and they, and they intentionally devalue as well to make their exports more competitive. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so really, you know, it's it's how long does the world allow for China to do this? It's it's interesting because once we have a have although a big, we're kind of devaluing right now too with all the inflation, so <laughs> these things work both ways. I mean, we just we just print money, you know. So it's like there's an endless supply of money. It's like the only thing that doesn't have an endless supply right now is Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is at twenty one yeah. million. You're never going to see any more. If you need more silver, someone's going to go find their grandma's silverware and they're going to melt it down and they're going to make silver. If you need need more dollars, they're just going to keep printing them. 
Yeah. So it's really that the fiat currency is the I, I think everybody in the world is, is you know, are we ever going to pay off our debt? No, it's not no gonna we're going to inflate out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good for me. I'm inflating out of my mortgage. It's great. But um, <laughs> I'm very happy with that. But um, yeah, for, for most people, the inflation obviously is not um, particularly good. Um, with Bitcoin, though, I mean, there's only 21 million Bitcoin, but there's other cryptocurrencies that are devaluing. You know, it's only well, worth anything if, if people give it value. You're right. Hey, you know, you have you have Ethereum that, you know, is it's gone up tremendously in value over the last three years and it doesn't really have an end in sight for the amount of Ethereum that are available, right? There is no end in sight. Would, uh, would Bitcoin help me in a Mad Max type situation? You know, Absolutely I'm... not. No. <laughs> Your grandma's silverware is going to be worth way more than any Bitcoin at the end of the times. But, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people look at the end of times, you know, as, as a Mad Max thing. And, and really, who knows how that, that whole scenario plays out. You know, but fundamentally, uh, the world's reserve currency is the United States dollar. And as China continues to create agreements with third world countries to trade in their currencies, you're going to start to see uh, destabilizing the dollar yeah. of that dollar. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, it's crumbling. You know, so... We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, Russia is kind of in their own world, right? We we all know that they they value their currency based on oil and uh, natural minerals from their their country, right? So they're no longer a fiat currency. They're, they they base their stuff on tangible. I think it's the only currency in the world right now that's uh, based on actual resources. So. It's interesting to look at too, um, but I think we're all right. Probably in the in the short, long term, you know, the next year, two years, uh, we might see some destabilization a little bit. You know, Brazil's a pretty big player, though. You know, that's the sixth. That's the biggest one they went after so far. And it's yeah, the biggest economy I think in South America, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, you, you definitely got to think about it. So, who's you know, who do they go after next? You know, if they they start trading with Japan with uh, the dollar, you know, that's interesting, right? Also, it's probably I mean, Brazil, this may have happened as well because of the new president, Lula, who is a left wing president, because previously they had Bolsonaro, who had been very close with Trump. Um, and then obviously our administrations have changed in both the US and in Brazil. So I, I don't think this would have happened if it was Bolsonaro and uh, Trump or even Bolsonaro and Biden, um, you know, I think it's it's probably because of the new president. Yeah, he just got into office, right? Yeah, yeah with so. with a little bit of controversy <laughs> about yeah, how legit the election was. Yeah, it wasn't, there was riots there, right? In Rio and... There were big know. protests, yeah. People were like calling on the military to intervene because they thought there was election fraud and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, speaking of currency, US currency... That brings us nicely into our next piece, which is that Gwyneth Paltrow has been awarded. I, I know, totally, totally different to what we were just talking about. But Gwyneth Paltrow has been awarded $1 uh, in a ski crash lawsuit in Utah. Um, so this is kind of an interesting story. And the result of it just came out 
either yesterday or this morning. Um, so what happened was a retired optometrist, Terry Sanderson, who's 76 years old, uh, he supposedly collided with her on a beginner ski trail in Park City, in Deer Valley, which is in Park City, Utah, uh, back in, I think it was 2016. Uh, and he then sued her because he apparently sustained uh, broken ribs in the crash. Um, you guys can actually, Dom, you can put the the uh, the verdict on screen. There's a video we can watch um, where you see <laughs> you see the verdict being read out. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? No. Was Gwyneth Paltrow's fault a cause of Terry Sanderson's harm? There's just no response there. Okay. Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. Was Terry Sanderson's fault a cause Gwyneth Paltrow's? Did um did Terry Sanderson's fault cause Gwyneth Paltrow's harm? Yes. Comparative fault. What percent of the fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? One hundred percent. So. You, you, I think they they pull over what to the guy. Barely uh, compensates Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. for economic damages. One dollar. <laughs> March thirtieth, two thousand. The face you make when you've just been sued for one dollar. <laughs> his attorney puts his arm on his back like, nah, it's, it's a rough go right here. The, the thing is, the um, the legal fees. Uh, he has to reimburse her legal fees as well, which are apparently in a separate case. So. Um, it will probably be more than a dollar that he ends up having to pay, but it's still kind of amusing that the guy looks so, um, you know, so sad when he's just been sued for one dollar. Yeah, I, I mean, come on, man, you're skiing. Clearly, you know, like you, you ski, Ben. I, you know, I snowboard. You, you pay attention. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, he by looking at the listening to what they said in the case because i watched a few of the other videos on it as well apparently he crashed into her from behind uh which which makes it sound like she was downhill from him and he crashed into her which means she had right of way so it really is his fault um he apparently said he claimed to have gopro footage he claimed to be running a gopro at the time um but actually the his team his legal team never produced the gopro the alleged supposed gopro footage so he may have just been lying about it. Um, but I, you know, by the looks of it, people seem to think that this is, he just realized he'd crashed into a celebrity and he thought that he could get some money out of her. That's sort of the conclusion that a lot of people are coming to here. He's trying to get some dirty money. That's for sure. Some dirty money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> speaking of uh, something which may be a scam, um, Akon City. Did you know that the R&B artist Akon is trying to build a city in Africa? Um, it's kind of like a Wakanda, like a, it looks even like Wakanda. It's supposed to cost $6 billion and part of it, the first phase will supposedly be completed in 2026. Um, now actually we can pull up the site. There we go. Here's here's the Acon City website, and you can have a look. You can scroll down and have a look at some of the buildings and stuff uh, in the city. That's I think like Acon Tower, which looks 
well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you be the judge as to what that looks like, but, um, you know, some people it, might. It, it doesn't even, you can't build that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is what he, he wants to build. So it's a hundred kilometers from, I think it's Dakar in, uh, in Senegal, which is his, so I think he was born in the U S but he spent his family from Senegal and he spent some, you know, quite a lot of his, his life in Senegal as well. So my opinion on this, I mean, like the, the, uh, intention seems to be kind of good. I mean, he wants to do something for his country and put Senegal on the map. Right. I mean, that that's cool. Um, have a look at the districts. So this is the, this is the actual, uh, map of the city. If you scroll down, there's a African culture village. There's a scroll, scroll down even more. I think we go to the whole map. Got offices and residential entertainment district, which includes a casino, a stadium. Uh, I think he wants to build the biggest hospital in Senegal or in Africa. Did, um, did, did Kanye West design these buildings? Like they look like his Yeezy slides or something. His new, you know? yeah, his Yeezy sandals, right? The, yeah. The new one. I, I mean, look at those things. There's like, it's not even feasible. There's, there's no way. And if you do build it, how's the wind going to work? You know, I, I've done some building in my life. And and when I look at this, I'm just I'm just like, is this, this is a cartoon. This can't be real. So, yeah, those are the different uh, districts. And oh, that's what the hospital looks like. It's like a sort of snail shell or something. He calls it General Hospital. I mean, soap operas. Here we go. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, the site, the English on the site isn't the best. It looks like it's been. I don't know, maybe he hired people from Senegal to do it, and it's not really a native speaker English. But um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so he he said that he wants the city to run, the economy of the city to run on his crypto, which is called Acoin. Get it? Acon coin, which apparently has kind of dropped in value. Um, and get this, this is kind of amusing as well. If you, if you open the BBC article, uh, Dom, uh, which is on the dock, you can see the only thing that has actually been done in this city uh, is that a single foundation stone has been laid. You can scroll down and take a look at that. Um, a single stone. A this single someone, stone. There we someone go. Someone owns the land. Yeah. So I th yeah, I think, it, well, I think it's kind of in partnership with the Sen Senegal, some development, you know, company or government agency i don't know i have to look into it a little bit more but yeah the land is owned but there is a single stone <laughs> has been laid uh in 2020 uh and then nothing's been done since now i i want to give him the benefit of the doubt he says there's like feasibility studies that have to be done a lot of you know surveys and things so that's why it's taking a while to start construction um but this doesn't look like phase one will be ready in 2026 no i i'm I don't know what the the building laws and the requirements are there. They're there. Yeah, There's yeah. the shoes that look like the building. Yeah, those yeah. ones. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. Kanye West designed these buildings for him. Um, Kanye, but he, he fundamentally, sell his uh, his Yeezy company to Akon, and then everyone in Akon City can wear Akon uh, Akon sneakers like this. Or he could just partner with them. I'm sure they could have a good time. I mean, they're both they're both. Uh, kind of not realistic <laughs> with things <laughs> i mean so so they can at least get along right now i mean akon city is uh, that's beyond a dream i don't even know if uh it, it reminds me of a bad version of uh the sims 
Yeah, I mean, looking at it, it is it is inspiring from a certain point of view because I'm someone who really likes real estate and hotels and resorts and things like that. So it's really cool um, to look at it and look at his his kind of vision, his dream that he's putting Senegal on the map and he's making something really cool for his country and attract tourism and that whole concept. Just from interviews with him, it's similar to Kanye, like you said. Like he he doesn't seem to be totally there, you know, in his in his mind. He's like, you know. Uh, you can see how it could be totally mismanaged and probably is already being mismanaged um, if it's even getting off the ground at all. Fire festival in a city. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fire festival. Um, it, it's weird how Kanye, you know, Kanye always says like in interviews, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a genius, you know? And it's like, you don't sound like a genius, man. Yeah, he does seem to actually be quite good at certain things like rapping well and designing clothes. Well, no, I definitely think that, you know, he he's probably is a genius. From There's a certain no point of view. For, yeah, yeah, I mean, I watched a video on Kanye once where he was visualizing the music he made uh, in his mind. And then he put it in artwork. And it was pretty impressive, actually, that uh, he could put the artwork uh, for the music he was making in, you know, in paintings from his mind. And I was like that's definitely different. So I, I, I give them credit. I, I think they're both, you know, artists in their own right, but when it comes to managing a business or creating an entire city or creating a, an, an urban development, you know, leave that up to Westinghouse. And, you know, I really like, um, I, I watched an in, in interview with Kanye a while back and he was saying how, when he wants to make a hit record, he looks at other artists like Drake, and uh, I think he mentioned who else? He, Bad Bunny. I don't know who that is, but he you know, he mentioned who he was like. Who sells out stadiums? We yeah. look at them, and then we we emulate or get inspired by, um, and that's market research, you know. So yeah. like he didn't describe it as market research, but that's what it is. And so he, yeah, you can see that he's got he's got something there. Even the <laughs> he appears half the time to be totally a little bit crazy, but um, it it certainly within certain industries he really does seem to know what he's doing yeah if akon wants to make this work he needs to go spend some time in dubai they made it work yeah and saudi arabia are trying to do a very similar thing um so let's move on to that because i wanted i wanted to talk about saudi arabia as the line uh, and this whole idea of 15 minute cities which is something that uh i think it's probably a world economic forum com concept um, so here, I'll give you a, uh, I'll read out what it is. The 15 minute city is an urban planning idea, which is uh, in which most daily necessities and services such as work, shopping, education, healthcare, and leisure can easily be reached by a 15 minute walk or car ride. Um, and so you can put up, uh, yeah, put up the video of the line. Let's have a look at this. ...and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now... A revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. 
and the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end -end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% of the world accessible within six hours at the heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities to thrive like nothing on earth seen before. The Line, the city that delivers new wonders for the world. Doesn't it look amazing? I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my mind is like, uh, Elysium has arrived. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was just the narration that got me, but listening to that, I'm like, mm, I don't want to yeah. be anywhere near this place. This is a five minute city. Did you hear that? She said everything's within five minutes. It's like a 15 minute city on steroids. It's a five minute city. Yeah, you go um, end to end in 20 minutes, right? Yeah, and everything is within a five minute walk. Everything you need hospitals, <laughs> education, work, everything. Um, don't we have that in Manhattan now? I mean, didn't we Manhattan, organic? yeah, is kind of a 15 minute city. Uh, just, yeah, just the way it's designed. You, you kind of go lengthways in Manhattan um, rather than. I feel know. like when I, when I live there, I could walk out my door and get anything I want within five minutes. Uh, yeah. Even going to work when I lived in Manhattan and worked in Manhattan, it was, you know, if, if I wanted to walk, it was maybe 40 minutes. If I took the train, it was, you know, you would walk for 40 minutes. Yeah, well, sometimes I would walk. It was like, you know, 50 blocks. You okay. Know? So, nice. you know, it just depended on what happened, you know, where I was working when I was working on, on 50th and living at a hundredth, I would walk. But if I was working on 20th, then I wouldn't walk. You know? I see. So, yeah, I mean, the kind of idea of this, it's a little unnatural the way the Saudi government is just centrally deciding to create a city. Um, and, you know, the way cities normally spring up is that they, they kind of develop organically. You know, someone buys some land and they have a creative vision and they build some buildings and then someone else buys some land nearby and they have their creative vision and you get a big sort of variety of things. Whereas this is just a city as if it was built by one organization. Well, it is built by one organization. Um, it seems a little soulless to me, even though it is very, very cool. And like, if they build it, I'd love to go and see it. Um, but it seems a little soulless. Yeah, I, I would go visit. I'm not living there though. But when, also, when, when you talk about urban developments, I mean, in Florida, uh, there is some massive urban developments. Like there's this one, one area called Pelican Bay and it's got over like 75 individual communities. And it was originally created by Westinghouse, 
you know, the guys that, that have the electronic companies, you might've seen their TVs and all the above, but one of the big players in the turn of the century with JP Morgan and, you know, um, Carnegie Rockefeller world was Westinghouse. And the, the place is just absolutely massive. Um, you know, it, it's, it's got 75 different communities. I think there's over, you know, I want to say like 10,000 different residences and it's just this massively planned community, but it's got a little bit of its own organic design. Yeah. You can see it there and it's, it's just, it's, it's huge, but it's free flow the way the, and everything's within five minutes there for sure. You know, you got malls, you've got dining, you've got grocery, you've got schools, it's all there. But when it comes to a line, like everything in just one straight line, and also the massiveness with the line, it doesn't, it's not the, the, the massiveness itself that oppresses me, but the massiveness that this is one structure, like it's higher, it's taller than the empire state building and it's 200 meters wide. Right. Which is like, it's one building. Um, what but you, have, but you have immediate access to the surrounding nature. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's funny how in the video, it, it looks like it's just a line in the wilderness. Like there's not going to be roads that lead to it I, I imagine it'll have a massive parking lot outside it the whole way <laughs> of the line right <laughs> at least a huge airport for people to get in and out yeah I mean, private jets of princes parked outside it too yeah that, that's that's the part that kind of threw me off is how does it how does a massive city function without our modern modes of transportation to to come and go from it it'll probably have a shanty town like a kind of favela outside it too, all the like maids and stuff that can't afford to live in the line, but work at people's houses who live there. That's going to be yeah. there too, you know, or maybe yeah. that's on the lower floors, like the slums, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, uh, below yeah. on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and rough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, it's cool in concept. It, 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 I think the intro is like a, a space odyssey movie, but. Yeah, I think it'd be a better movie plot, to be honest. Well, if they build it, I'd love to go see it. Um, but yeah, the whole idea of 15 minute cities, um, this is causing some controversy right now in the UK. Because so we have another article from the Daily Mail. Um, I, I just want to show you what this whole inorganic sort of uh, control is doing. So there are these, um, I think they're called LTNs. These are light light traffic neighborhoods where in the UK they've been they've been placing roadblocks in neighborhoods to cut off through roads so people have to go around uh, and this is one kind of aspect of the whole 15 minute cities thing like they want to pedestrianize neighborhoods and only have uh, roads where you can sort of drive in you can see like that bus route that circular thing there but um yeah if you scroll down to some of yeah these are some of these uh these roadblocks and they're being vandalized and set on fire by just regular people um, who are against this whole 15-minute city idea. Um, you can scroll further down because there's a few more so, pictures. So and stuff. Do, do they have gated communities in the UK? Because, you know, here we, 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 we call them gated communities and everybody's pretty... These are not gated. No, well, what they're doing, so gated would be something else, right? Would be where you have to show a, a but pass. It, but this, and stuff. That's what it reminds me of is like, hey, let's make a gated community without asking anybody in the community if they want it to be gated. Yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's slightly different to that in that they, uh, if, you're, if you're walking 
or if you're cycling, you can go through. It's cars. They don't want to allow cars to drive through so that people have to go around. And it's kind of paving the way for everywhere to be pedestrianized and cars are only allowed on the highway or something or one road that comes off the highway and goes into neighborhoods. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's causing a lot of conflict in the UK, but it's, it's part of the whole 15 minute city agenda where it sounds wonderful. They're like, oh, we're going to promote, you know, uh, bikes and walking and wheelchair access and things like that. And it's all green and wonderful and nice. But actually, it causes a lot of trouble for people because it it causes massive congestion on, on the highway. And um, it's sort of unnatural centrally planned development, which is, uh, well, centrally planned communism, basically. So, yeah, yeah well, that's right. an app. Yeah, it alludes to that. Do, do they have gated communities in the UK? Maybe, uh, you know, I'm just. Oh, kidding. yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, they must do. Yeah, they must do. Yeah, because where do the celebrities live? You know, you'd, you'd need somewhere. Uh, maybe it's a little more common in the US, but I, I think definitely in the UK, you have gated communities or people who are rich just live in their own country well, house. I've, I've, gate. The, the craziest things I've seen are the ones where the cars are in London, they pull in the garage and then it like lowers down into the garage and, and then creates another room below. I was, it's mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, actually they definitely also have uh, buildings that are, you know, have dormant and stuff. So uh, a friend of mine used to live in a building that was owned by um, like the Ukrainian previous Ukrainian president's daughter. I was going to say and it's it not was... Zelensky. <laughs> nah, the guy with the the face with all the sort of marks on, you know, yeah. um, you know, that guy, I can't remember his name, Poshenko or something. Maybe he was, yeah, uh, I think so. But yeah, that building was opposite Harrods, the store. And the HOA fee was, I think 17,000 pounds. Yeah. That's, that's, a, a that's a in Mexico. <laughs> um yeah that's 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 pretty normal for there i mean i uh compounds gated communities in mexico i mean that place is lawless so that's normal in the uk it's been developed and you know for a thousand years you know how would you how would you be able to turn around and say we want to have a gated community and when you have buildings that are you know 300 400 years old people living in and houses well there's there's new developments there but i I think probably a gated community is less common, uh, but we have it in the U S and the U S is pretty developed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's gated communities everywhere. I mean, the whole state yeah. of Florida is a gated community. I'm just kidding, but really they're everywhere. Yeah. So. I mean, I went to one in Las Vegas to visit someone and it didn't seem like it really needed to be gated, but it was, you know, I think it's just cause a lot of famous people live there. Um, so they, you know, that's, yeah. there's a market for it. People will come. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that they're forcing who's ever putting in these barriers is like, no, we're going to have a semi-gated community. We're going to just stop cars. So, yeah, yeah. So this isn't gated. It's it's just to stop cars. It's really for more. It's part of the 15 minute city agenda, um, which is what it is. And uh, it's making people pretty angry and they're kind of doing vigilante justice and, and smashing them up. And then there are climate activists on the other side who are actually standing by these these uh, posts because some of them are not actually narrow enough to stop cars coming through. So there are people standing by them, climate activists who are using their cell phones and taking video and getting the license plates and reporting it to the police. There's a video oh. in, the, in the article. So um, this is sanctioned by this, by the police and by the government. Like you have to not drive your cars there. Uh, so you're supposedly not allowed to drive cars through them. Uh, but there's that some, some of them were like plastic bollards. So some cars like just mowed them down. And then 
it was left open. So then some climate activists or whatever, like stood there and they were taking photos of the cars and reporting people to the police with a license plate and stuff. So this is, this is something that's way more serious. This is the government coming in and telling people that they can't drive cars to their house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they have to go around. (laughs) They're, They're not allowed to freely drive through their neighborhood. They have to go. And so what it's doing, like if your house was like just the other side of the, the bollard and your you know your place of work is you know is here oh this is terrible i can't do it. okay your place is, yeah your house is here and your place of work is here but there's like a bollard in between you might have to drive like half an hour all the way around to get to work um because they're oh. trying to make you walk right that's like, ridiculous yeah because they're forcing that they're, they're forcing their whole idea of 15 minute communities onto people so they're like oh if it's within 15 minutes we don't care. We'll make you walk. And if you wanted to drive, your punishment is you have to take a half an hour trip round. I can't know. imagine what would happen in the United States if they tried to make people do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't walked out of my house for the whole three years I've lived in my current address. <laughs> Every trip is in the car. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I can't imagine how people would even respond to, you know, sorry, you can't drive your house this way to your house anymore. You have to drive all the way around. Oh. It'd be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. Um, well, Mike, I think that's uh, that's probably the show for today. We've covered some really interesting topics. Um, guys, you can leave your comments down below. Follow us on whatever social media platforms you are on. Uh, we Our handle is Dirty Money Show on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube as well. We got both the clips channel and the uh, full show, full podcast channel as well. Thank you. Cool. And we'll see you in the next video.